With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That's it. There's a new member. Of the final four club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Just celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome on, welcome all. You're listening to the Tortillas and Tags podcast. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And it is time to talk about the Statesboro Regional. That's right. We're going to be in Statesboro, Georgia, as a three seed in the Statesboro Regional. And because of that, or because we're talking baseball, Got to talk to the baseball expert that is David Hughes. What's up, Davey? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Now that I finally know where we're playing, how about you? Uh, doing, yeah, doing better. I mean, we, we talked about in the last episode that um, people are disappointed that it wasn't a two seed. I personally think this is a winnable region for Texas Tech. And so I am of the opposite opinion that this is a good thing um, that we were placed in this region. And we have a, we have a real shot to make it to Supers. Um, so what we're talking about is, is Texas Tech is a three seed in the Statesboro Regional. Georgia Southern is a one seed. They're a number 16 seed nationally. Notre Dame is a two seed. Some would argue that Notre Dame has a better profile than Georgia Southern. Um, I think David's going to make that argument. Um, and then Texas Tech as the three seed with UNC Greensboro, the four seed. So what is your initial thoughts of this regional in general? So, yeah, we talked about it a little bit on the previous pod a little bit, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a regional that's very much up in the air, which you, what you're arguing is that that's good for tech because we want one that's up in the air because it means it's a winnable uh, regional. Um, on the flip side is you do have three teams that could legitimately all win it, so it makes it kind of tougher to predict as far as um, what's going to actually happen. Um, I think Georgia Southern is, you know, they're easy. Well, obviously they're the 16, so they're the one or the last uh, one seed. Um, so they're, they're definitely, it's definitely a winnable regional for tech. Uh, we'll just have to see what version of Tech actually shows up to this. So I'm hoping we can um, show a little bit of a – I feel like we play better um, whenever we play with a little bit of edge um, and not coming out flat like we did against Oklahoma for whatever reason. Uh, so we'll kind of see how, how that goes. So I'll give you some some records here. Georgia Southern is 24-6 and six at home this year, so pretty, pretty dangerous. Um, UNC Greensboro 
is 18 and 14 away from home. Uh, Notre Dame is 18 and 11 away from home. And then you got Texas Tech, and we are 16 and 15 away from home. So does not bode well. Better than what it was. We, that, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, no, absolutely better than what it was. Uh, it's, it's a winning record, but yeah. we, we, and when it, it comes to this, while there. when it comes to this, we're in the worst. I mean, we're three and six in neutral locations. It also doesn't bode well since we're playing Notre Dame in what's going to be a neutral location for, right out the gate. Um, are you a little worried about that? Yeah, uh, well, I'm not so much worried about the neutral type deal. I'm worried about Notre Dame, but not so much the neutral uh, field being a factor there. I I will say this. I'm a little, I little, I am, right? Like Texas hasn't on a neutral basis. Texas hasn't got it recently. I mean, we talk about the Big Twelve tournament. It's a good example where you know you, you go out, you have a great pitching performance day one, right? And then you get, well, I don't want to say smack. You end up losing to K-State and Supers in the second time you play them. But in other neutral situations, I mean, you, you, you don't, you, you kind of, your road record, you, you do a great job of sweeping Oklahoma State at the end there. And you, you actually end the season on a four-game road winning streak and winning six of the last eight on the road. Before that Baylor series, though, whew, it was rough. It was rough. We couldn't win a game on Not the road. Good. At all. I mean, it was, I think we went the whole month of, of April was just taking L after L after L away from home, and it just was not uh, happy. So, so I, I am a little worried about that. Hopefully this team, like I said, has won six for the last eight away from uh, before the Big 12 tournament on the road. So hopefully this team has kind of fixed that. But the two neutral tournaments that we've played, which is the beginning of the year, February, State Farm College Showdown, and then the end of the year, Big 12 tournament, there's an argument that, you know, Tech never does well in the early season, and we never do well in the Big 12 tournament. So this shouldn't matter, and, and it, maybe it doesn't. But I do think it's something to think about. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting because to your point, it's like we, we're pretty much always bad in the Big 12 tournament for one reason or another, whether it's, I feel like Tadlock doesn't put a whole lot of stock into it. So it might be one of those things where it's like, just, just play the game and just see what happens type of thing. It doesn't like, it's not like he maybe <laughs> intimidates the guys to make him go play better and, you know, play as hard as they possibly can for that. I feel like he, it's kind of more on, on, the, on the relaxed side a little bit. But it's interesting that Tech does so bad in these tournaments, but they end up going to Omaha in every other year for the past, you know, six, seven years or so. I think it's just interesting how that how, how it just correlates and um, just the opposite happens in when the games actually matter. Well, we've talked about it, especially on the basketball side of things. Like basketball, it's very much that uh, the, the conference tournaments don't really play too much when it comes to tournament seeding, doesn't really play too much when it comes to uh, I think the only argument you really make for conference tournaments on the basketball side is momentum. And that same argument can be made on the baseball side too, right? Like, if you are struggling towards the end of the season, you need momentum. You need momentous hits. Um, and you need you need a way to kind of get that going. And baseball is very much a streaky sport. And so I think there's an argument there. On the flip side of it, you know, sometimes it's better just rest and relax. I mean, at the end of the day, we ended up being out of the Big 12 tournament in three days. Other teams like Texas – um, and Oklahoma went all the way to, to Sunday. And instead of getting an extra two days of rest and, and break, um, I think the other argument to that is is that you don't play till Thursday, so what does it matter? <laughs> so there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot of different different ways to look at it for sure. Absolutely. Interesting, just just one quick note on that. It's like, and this is just because it's fresh in my mind. Uh, Mississippi State, the, you know, the, the, the national champ of last year, they got run-rolled twice in the SEC tournament. Didn't matter. There you go. Didn't so matter. they got more rest, and they killed it the rest of the way. There you go. 
And if there's a team that needs rest, it is the Texas Tech Red Raiders. So I'm not absolutely. I'm not sure uh, so let's talk about the first team we're going to play uh, Friday at one o'clock or two o'clock in Georgia, but one o'clock in our time. That's what matters. Um, Texas Tech, Notre Dame, and as you were saying, you think Notre Notre Dame is the favorite of the regional. I know that Georgia Southern is the number one seed. Notre Dame is the favorite. Um, and 35 and 14 overall record. I already said that they are 18 and 11 away from home, but they were 17 and three at home. Um, ACC, really good conference this year. And, and they have some pretty big wins on their resume uh, to go afford. Swept Florida State when Florida State was the fifth ranked team in the country. Uh, beat Michigan, another team that made the NCAA tournament. Uh, uh, swept Lake Forest there at the end as well. So a lot of good wins. Um, but also, flip side of that, uh, uh, some, oh, they did just beat Virginia in the ACC tournament. Uh, but flip side of that, some bad losses too. They did lose to, they ended the season with a series loss to Miami. Um, right? They lost, they ended up, and I'm looking here, they didn't lose to Michigan State earlier in the year. They got swept by a Duke team uh, uh, um, that wasn't even ranked. I don't even think they made the tournament. Um, so it, there are some bad losses here. There is a way that you can look to this. They got swept by Louisville as well earlier in the season. You can look at this and say, okay, well, Notre Dame, as good as they are, have taken some pretty bad losses against some really good teams. Yeah. Yeah. And you point, you point to it. It's like they, they're, they are a team that I feel like is kind of the, maybe a little bit of the opposite of tech or tech. I feel like has played better versus the good teams and they've sucked versus the bad teams. And it's so like Notre Dame has maybe been a little bit the opposite. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what actually comes out of this. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Notre Dame's lineup real quick. Um, I know you said you said you got a chance to take a look at, at their stats and some of the and, and watch them play a little bit. Who who's some players that stand out to you? So first guy that stands out to me is going to be their guy that um, he's second on their team in home runs. Uh, his name is Jack Ziska. Ziska. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um, but he, he leads their team in, in – no, he's second on the team in home runs. He has 10. Um, he's batting about 300. Um, looks to be a middle-of-the-order type bat. Um, that's probably the first guy. And then they, they have a guy that's top of the order. They have two guys looks like that are top of the order bats that are batting above 350. Uh, and David Lamana and then Carter Putts. Um, so I think those are probably the three guys on the offensive side of things that we need to look out for because those look to be their three big cats. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. You kind of you have on on their kind of lineup there. You have a bunch of good contact hitting mixed with some power yeah. hitting, right? And it's it's one or the other. It's, it's kind of you don't not too many players that have a combination of the two. Uh, maybe Ryan Cole there has a little bit of a combination of two, batting three hundred three, and then also nine homers on the year. Um, you already talked about Jack Niska as well uh, doing something similar. But like most of their guys, like I look at like Brooks Coetzee, who leads the team in home runs with eleven, batting two eighty six, right? A little lower on the, on the on the lineup car but then you have david lamana who like you said is batting 367 he only has one home run in the season so it's like either or you're either a contact hitter for notre dame or you're a power hitter which is if you're a coach you love that because you can do either one hey we need we need bases we need to play small ball here coach we got you no problem and they're much more it seems to be much more of a small ball team than that power hitting team because even having three four, four guys that hit nine home runs um not a lot of guys that are just killing it and raking it out like tech has so um uh i mean I, i'm looking at the slugging percentage nobody uh with Nobody with the slugging slugging over 700, right? And so, like, that's uh, that kind of tells you that they're definitely much more a team that likes those contact hits. But they got five guys batting over 300 and, and a sixth in Jack Zyska who could be – who's right there. Yeah, and I was, I was checking one last stat on them because this is the – like a stat that has 
kind of killed Tech, or at least against OU, but they have 64 stolen bases. Um, OU, just for reference, they have about double that, like 130, I think is what I heard on the telecast. Um, so they don't run as much as OU, but they definitely do run a little bit. Um, these are the teams that you know Tech has struggled with are the teams that get on base, steal, and just kind of salvage some runs out. So I'm hoping we can keep that a little bit at bay a little bit for the most part. Yeah, no, absolutely. So Notre Dame, uh, I think the guy that we'll have, we, I, if you've been watching Tech baseball, it's good good to assume that first game on Friday, Andrew Morris will be on the mound. Uh, for Notre Dame, a good chance it'll be John Bertram. Bert, John Bertram, 239 ERA, 8-2 on the season, started 14 games. Uh, it seems to be their ace. It seems to be a damn good one at that. Right, Bertrand is, has been really impressive, probably one of the better pitchers in the ACC uh, and he's he's quite scary. Opposing batting average of two fourteen, like he he got it. Yeah, absolutely. That is the guy that we're um ninety nine percent sure we're gonna see on Friday. And and you, you point out some of his stats there. He's like people batting two fourteen against him. He has a two thirty nine ERA, which I believe was second the ACC um, in ERA. So uh, he's a legit arm. It's we need to get to him early so we can knock him out and get to their bullpen. See, I'm always curious what coaches do in these scenarios, right? Because if you're Notre Dame, you say to yourself, okay, well, we gotta, we can't dish everybody out there because if we win this game, we gotta play Georgia Southern next, right? And we can't dish or, or, or UNC Greensboro. And but at the same time, we, we really want to win this game because if we lose this game, we're one win and we're out, at, or one loss and we're out afterwards. Um, so I, I say that because our bullpen is actually pretty nice. Uh, Jack, Jack Finlay is a guy that can kind of do it all for them. He can start Game Three if you need him to. He also seems to be a pretty good bullpen arm as well. Uh, he actually leads the team in ERA overall, even though he hasn't pitched nowhere near as many innings as John Bertrand. So what do you do in that scenario, scenario as a coach? Right? If Bertrand struggles early, do you put in Finlay? But if you put in Finlay, you're wasting him for games two and three, right? So it's it's very interesting how they play that. Uh, but a pretty good, a pretty decent bullpen, though, especially when you have a guy yep, like Ryan McClinsley. Ryan McClinsley seems to be like kind of their ace out of the hole. Um, but again, do you save him or do you push him out right on Friday? Yeah, well, we're hoping that... Uh... We can get to them early so we don't have to worry about that and make them save them. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, flip side of that, I was looking at Tech. Uh, who's a guy on Texas Tech's team that really needs to just show out starting Friday and really throughout the regional for Tech to really be able to win this thing? It's got to be your star. It's got to be Jace Young. He's been kind of struggling a little bit the past, you know, since the Oklahoma series. Uh, I think he needs to get on track here and show everyone why he's going to be a top 10 pick this coming year. Because um, he's been kind of struggling a little bit. I feel like he's kind of pressing a little bit. Um, so we need Jace to come up, you know, big this weekend. This is last last games. These are going to be Jace Young's last yep. games in a Red Raider uniform. Um, I know he's not a senior, but come on, guys. We know. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I also, another game I want to bring up is is our two other stars, if you will. Um, well, three, if I bring in Adrian Morrison as well, Morris as well. But I'm going to go ahead and start off with um, talking about Kurt Wilson. Kurt Wilson. I think he's going to go, as much as we love the Youngs, I think Kurt Wilson, who played with both of them, is going to be a a guy that we just remember forever. Like, Kurt Wilson is he's such clutch. a huge fan favorite um, that mm-hmm. he's a guy we're going to remember forever. And I just pray, I just hope that he gives us one last, at least one last memorable uh, performance in the Statesboro Regional. And I, I, Kurt Wilson's my guy. He's there. The other guy I was going to mention, Brandon Burtsell. So here's the thing. No matter what happens in game one against Notre Dame, we're either going to need a lights-out performance from Bird selling game two to save the season or a performance in Bird selling game two to help us propel to the regional cha- regional final. 
And so either way, we're going to need him to ball out. And so that'll be interesting. I got a question for you, David. Give you a hypothetical. If Tech loses on Friday and we play UNC Greensboro, do you save Birdsell for game three? Or do you say we can't risk that? We got to go ahead and, and – especially with the way Chase Hampton's been pitching. I mean, it, it wouldn't – I wouldn't be shocked if you say, hey, we'll give Chase Hampton game two against UNC Greensboro and save Birdsell to try to win the regional. I mean, what do you think? It's just a hypothetical. This is a very interesting question because I feel like most coaches – they don't want to lose, so they are going to put their their, their big guy on, on on the mound. But it's like if you want any chance of coming out of the regional, I think you kind of need to save save your big arm to get through uh, either the one or I guess Notre Dame or Georgia Southern in this scenario. So I would probably put Hampton in there uh, and hope for the best. <laughs> that, I mean, and I say that because that's what I would do too. Now, Tadlock's not going to listen to us. Yeah. I almost guarantee you that if nope. they lose game one against Notre Dame. Or playing you as a yeah, and, and that makes complete sense. That's the reason why he's one of the greatest coaches in college baseball. That's you want to leave him just, in your pocket, and yeah. that's the reason why we're yeah, just sitting back him. and podcasting, right? Like that's that's <laughs> Tadlock's a lot smarter than we are when it comes to this. But I'm just saying, as far as me, yeah, I agree with you there that I would say like the way Chase Hampton's been pitching lately, especially I think if, if Georgia Southern was the team that that goes out the window. Georgia Southern's a tougher team, yeah. But if if you play UNC Greensboro, no, not to discredit UNC Greensboro, but if you play UNC Greensboro. A little bit lighter. You, I, I look at Chase Ham and say you're good enough to be able to beat them. But and I agree with you that you don't want to lose the game, but you also want to make a decision that loses the regional anyway. If we're stuck in a situation yeah. where we have now Morris can't pitch again until at least game four, um, and you're down both Malik, you're 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 down Birdsell as well, and he can't probably pitch for the rest of the regional. Do you say you know what? I got to save him for. To, if we're gonna have a shot to, to win this regional, I got to save him for game three. And if we lose game two. We weren't good enough to win it anyway. Like that's that's kind of, that's, that's yep. how my opinion is on that. But again, Tad Lock's a lot smarter than you and I, um, and I highly. <laughs> um, so yeah. So let's look at. It is interesting because he has done stuff like that in the past, though. With and this is with Tech hosting, obviously, because we've hosted the last five except for this year. But he has done things like he's playing the four seed, and he like last year, for example, he he put Chase Hampton in first instead of I. Uh, the guys that we had last year are blanking on me right now, but he has done stuff like that in the past. But that's obviously game one, not in a uh, elimination type scenario. So it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't see a scenario. Hopefully, he doesn't get to that point though. Yeah, I don't see a scenario where Morris or Bird. So who knows if he switches it up and has Bird starting game one? But I don't see a scenario where one of those two don't start game one. I mean, it's it's almost it's yeah. almost a foregone conclusion. It's oh really, no, for sure. I was talking about the, the for the elimination. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really a question of that yeah. game two. If we lose Notre Dame again, I, and I actually, I'll even. I also think that actually I take that back. I said if we lose game one, I think either way it's something you got to think about if we're playing UNC Greensboro in the second game. If you're playing game two yeah. against UNC Greensboro, you got to think about it. You got to think mm-hmm. like, ah oh, man, you know we should be able to beat them with Chase Hampton or with Mason yeah. Molina. So something to think about. So we've been talking about UNC Greensboro and kind of I feel a little bad. I don't like to do this, but we kind of discredited them, right? I've, I've kind of already talked about that they're going to probably be the team that if we that it's going to be in the loser's bracket after game one after they play Georgia Southern. Uh, but that's not fair. That's not fair. UNC Greensboro uh, does have a winning record on the season, um, does have a winning record away from home, right? A better record than Tech does away from home. Um, but the problem with – and they, they – so they're key victories on the year. They've won at UCF, won the series at UCF. Not a great UCF team, but a, but a higher-level team, quote-unquote, if you will. Uh, and outside of that, not too much to scoff at. I mean, they're, they're – um, their conference isn't very tough. 
Um, but they, you know, the conference isn't very tough in SoCon. They did win the conference, so good for them. They beat, they upset Wofford, who was predicted to come to the NCAA tournament. But uh, it's just not much from UNC. I mean, actually, not, not only did they upset Wofford, they also upset Mercer and Stanford or Stanford. Like they were not supposed to be here. So that in itself gives you some credence of like, yeah, you you've earned the right to be to to be in this conversation. But because you weren't even supposed to be here, it's hard to gain that respect. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like I mean, they're, they're obviously a team that's you know they're 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 good in their own right. Um, they and 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 I think you know, Georgia Southern is probably one of the few teams that maybe they could shock everyone with. Um, they do have one player that looks to be a, just pure superstar. Dude's batting almost four hundred with sixteen homers, sixty RBIs. Um, even has eight stolen bases. So he even has a little bit of speed there. Hogan Windish is his name. Um, so I mean, if, if if that guy's a big game, you know, you just never know. Yeah, I mean, there's him. There's another guy. I kind of talk out of their bullpen, Alex Hope. Or hop um, with a two nine one ERA. He's been in twenty five games this year. He's definitely their bull, their key bill point arm, uh, opposing batting average under two hundred. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's kind of just them two. And when your best pitcher is a guy out of the bullpen, I always say that that's not usually. It usually says much more about your starting pitching than it does your bullpen. Um, so uh, that is a good point too. I just want to bring up one thing because usually whenever you see the fours over the one. It's usually because the four seed has one superstar pitcher that'll go in the first or second round of the MLB draft. I don't see that on this no. team here. So, I, I, like you brought up, I think Hogan Windish is their star. He's their guy. Uh, Kennedy Jones is another pretty yeah. good player as well. Uh, it's really just them two calling, and, and, and that's about it. So, um, I, I don't want to discredit mm-hmm. them, but it's kind of hard not to. Right. So flip yeah. side of that, the team that they're playing first off is Georgia Southern is the one seed in this region is they are playing at home and they're 24 and six at home this year. Um, last tournament or last episode, I talked about the fact that they did open their season against Tennessee. Uh, poor Georgia Southern um, lost that game. lost that series, a grand total of 35 to three. Uh, and it's it's it came was just like, you know what? That's Tennessee. We're just going to throw that out of there. That doesn't matter. Uh, well, interesting note. Interesting to note, I did talk about the fact that UNC Greensboro played um, UCF and won that series. Georgia Southern also played UCF and lost that series at home. So that's, uh, you know, that's interesting that. to, note, to note that, that Georgia Southern lost the series at home and uh, UNC Greensboro won that series in in Orlando. So uh, very interesting. But there's actually some key wins here for Georgia Southern. They did beat Georgia. Um, also beat Mercer, another, another team that both teams have played. Mercer swept. Uh, UNC Greensboro this year, so that's another thing of note. Um, but I will say this: the, the committee gave a lot of credence and a lot of respect to the Sun Belt this year, as, as deservedly so. I mean, Louisiana won the Sun Belt uh, Conference tournament. Um, you have your Georgia Southern that was, and then Georgia Southern and Texas State basically duked it out to see who would win the um, Sun Belt championship. And so, uh, and that was, you know, for for Georgia Southern, that was basically won with a series win over Texas State, which had an incredible season. Um, and, and so it's definitely interesting to see as far as Louisiana, that's, I think the only, when it comes to the bad losses, quote unquote, uh, UNC Greensboro or not UNC Greensboro, Georgia Southern did lose to Louisiana three out of the four times they played them. So that's definitely interesting to, to know about, but not a lot of bad losses for this team overall. And I think that's the big reason why they're a number one seed. Yeah. So, I mean, Georgia Southern is there. They're, they're obviously here for a reason. They're, they're not like a, a team that's going to be, 
you know, we're, hey, Notre Dame and Tech aren't just going to bully them. I mean, it's going to be a, a dog fight, a rock fight, um, no matter who, who gets to play them. Um, so it'll be interesting. That's why this, this, this regional is truly up in the air. I mean, any of these three teams can truly win. And I, it's, it's, it's hard to see just and predict who, who's going to come out of this one because it's going to be a, it's going to be a, just an intense series or intense regional. So who on Georgia Southern really sticks out for you there? Um, I, I, a couple of the guys that I kind of have as of note. Uh, Noah Ledford, an OPS over 1,000. Uh, 16 homers on the season leads the team by by far. It's not even close when it comes to homers. He is their big bat there, a 333 average. But I was I – was, and then outside of him, though, it's, it's again, contact hitters. A lot of contact hitters yep. on this team. Yep, so you have the Jesse Sherrill. I mean, he looks like their leadoff hitter. He's 13 stolen bases. He's leading their team in batting average. He's in about 370. Um, uh, he's, you know, just looks like a solid all-around all player. He's batting, you know, 950 OPS, so that's, that's nothing to scoff at. Um, it's pretty just a solid all-the-way-around player there. But those are really probably their two big guys. They have, they have some other guys that are, you know, okay. Like yeah. Jason Swan, he has an interesting stat line. He has three home runs but 43 RBIs. I mean, he's just a contact clutch. here. Just, yeah, know, but it's, that's clutch. a lot of guys in. Um, and clutch hitting, yep. So Georgia Southern has a one seed though. Their pitching does not scare me. I'm sorry, this pitching does not scare me whatsoever. Uh, there's they, they I guess their their big ace quote unquote is Ty Fisher, uh, ERA near three, 13 starts on the season, but a 263 batting average. Like they just do not scare me whatsoever. Uh, Anthony Demolo or Demola, uh, 227 opposing batting average, but an ERA near four. Another one that just does not scare me coming out coming out of the bullpen is their main bullpen arm. Uh, 119 whip on the team, but like that, this pitching staff isn't scary for a one seat, right? And and I think, and actually, I would argue that all three pitching staffs, none of them really just scare me. I think, I think Notre Dame is and Tech are kind of like looking in the yep. mirror when it comes to their pitching staffs. Um, but it, it's for me, it, that's not 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 bad. I mean, we're not. It's not going to be. I think it's going to be a lot of high scoring in this regional. Yeah, this should be a definitely a high scoring regional. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the, the 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 question with Georgia Southern is, do they run Ty Fisher out there or not? And I don't, I don't think they will uh, against on game one. Um, UNCG, yeah, I, th- I think they'll save him for Tech or Notre Dame. I mean, that's, and that's probably the best thing to do. But like I said, I think this is going to be a high-scoring regional, um, yep. and one that like all the coaches are going to really need to relax. And after this regional, if they wanted to relax, they go to TreelineRentals.com. Um, the Treeline Vacation Rentals out in Broken Bow, Oklahoma. It's a very relaxing spot. Uh, this is where, you know, if you're living in Lubbock and you want to just get away, I know it's the summer, get into the mountains, really just, like, relax. Because after this series, the stress of it, whether we win it or lose it, is going to be stressful. You just want to, you know, take your mind out of it. So go to Treeline Vacation Rentals at treelinerentals.com out in Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Tell them tortillas and take sent you. Uh, so we, we've talked a lot about just the regional in general. Um, I'm going to ask you, so with this regional, right, only one team can come out and play, most likely play Tennessee. Um, I'm going to start with Friday first. Friday, simply Friday, does Tech beat Notre Dame? Oh, boy. I've been going back and forth on this one, and this is a tough one here. I think... I think Notre Dame will win, but we'll, we'll just stop there for now. I think Notre Dame wins on Friday for now. Notre Dame wins on Friday. You traitor. You, how dare you? 
fix your mouth and say no i mean that's listen notre dame is the favorite in the regional so that that definitely makes sense there um so yeah texas tech losing game one that's very interesting i you know i'm a homer a little bit i actually think that listen andrew Morris lost his first game of the season towards the end of the year i think it's going to be a close game i actually think that whether you put morris or Burtzell out i think that's going to be a pitcher's duel that's going to go pretty long but somebody's got to break and if we do have our guys on the that are hitting the ball on breaks notre dame's and, and breaks uh, uh, Bertrand, then I think we got a really good shot at this. And I, I, I'm i going to go ahead and say Tech wins that, that Friday game and, and, and moves on against Georgia Southern. Um, and and I'm, I'm going to go a little early. I think Tech beats Georgia Southern too. I mean, we're looking at staring game three in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? How about that? So, um, so as we look at our bottles, we look at our Fields of Gold bottles and pop the champagne real quick, uh, who wins the Statesboro Regional? So, I think I, I said Notre Dame would win the first one. I think Tech battles back and gets to the championship. So I think we end up winning. I think Georgia Southern beats UNCG. Then we beat them. Then I think uh, Notre Dame beats uh, Georgia Southern. Then I think we beat Georgia Southern. And then I think I think Notre Dame will come out of it. Um, but I do think so, Tech gets to the, to the uh, championship. So you think it'll be Tech and Notre Dame in the in the Statesboro yep. Regional Final? I do too. I, I, yeah. And the only difference we have is that I think Tech wins Friday game. Flips. Um, yeah. That's flip. But I think both of us find our way here. The difference is is that if this happens on my side, that means that Notre Dame has to win twice to win the regional. For you, it means Tech has yeah. to win twice to win the regional. Um, mm-hmm. Does Tech do it? Does Tech win twice to win the regional? I don't think so. I, I, don't, I don't think we have the arms to, to do it. That's probably that's really that's ultimately what it, what it comes down to. I don't think we have the pitching depth to come back. You know, I think we can from one or two elimination games, but I don't think the depth will hold up for winning two more games. So this is what I'll say. I I agree with you, uh, which is why I think that Friday game is so crucial because I don't think either yeah, team crucial. has a pitching depth. I don't think either team has a pitching depth to do so. And so I think whatever team has to win twice to move on. I think is the team that's gonna gonna lose out, and I'm gonna actually say that this goes the distance. It'll be a final game, and it'll be my guy Mason Molina on the mound. You know what I mean, or something, something to that effect. Um, but uh, yeah, I got Tech winning this regional. I believe. I believe. All right. uh, Tech wins the regional. Let's hope you're right and I'm wrong. Let's, let's yeah, hope. I believe Tech wins the regional over Notre Dame. Um, just like basketball season. Right. Uh, what, what did Mike? What did Mike? Uh, Bruno, whatever season. he says, he said, uh, "Those big, bad, Big Twelve uh, dogs <laughs> out in Texas Tech." Yeah, play that video again. Yeah. Play it again, so they all know what it is. <laughs> um, that Texas Tech beats Notre Dame twice. Beats Notre Dame twice. Send him in home path. Um, I like that. To the uh, Knoxville Regional, Texas Tech knocks off oh, Tennessee. Boy. Texas Tech goes to the. Oh. No, I'm just joking. No, no, no. Oh, all the way. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just joking. I, I hope and pray. If Tech does win the, the Statesboro Regional, <laughs> I hope and pray. I cross my fingers that somebody finds a way to defeat Tennessee and the Knoxville Regional. Like Campbell comes out of nowhere and just pulls off a miracle. <laughs> That's what I'm praying because I do not want to play them whatsoever. Um, what did you? What was the percentage you gave us in uh, pre-pod? It was like ninety-nine point nine 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 percent chance of losing. I <laughs> think we point zero 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 zero. One percent chance of of going to the of going to Omaha. Yeah, but what a story would that be? That's oh, well, well, Texas Tech. It would be good. Oh man, it'd be a great story. Beats one of the greatest teams of all time. Slaying the Big Bad Tennessee. Slaying the Big yeah. Bad. Even our fans didn't believe in us. We, we <laughs> went out and, and did it. So 
I think if it got to that point, I think my hope is, is, is it's not like how last year's Super Regional went with Stanford and Tech. I, I, I just hope it's a good, close <laughs> regional mean, and we're not mean, losing. What do you mean losing? Well, <laughs> that's, that's, last year, no, no. That's last year. <laughs> yes, but I just hope it's not a blowout like we did against Stanford last year because oh, those man. are two just embarrassing blowouts. Last year we came in the Super Regional so confident, can... excited. Like, oh, Stanford. Yeah. Oh, we could be a little old Stanford out in Palo Alto. No, 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 no baseball. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Got smacked. Lord Jesus. And now they're um, the two seed this year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that showed. It showed in the last College World Series. So, uh, David, so you, uh, the traitor, are saying that Notre Dame is going to win. <laughs> um, uh, you are, you're up. Anything else you want to say to the people? I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think your analysis is very sound. I think most people will agree with you that Notre Dame is the favorite of the region and probably wins it. I just don't. We need I, to get off on the front foot. I got faith. We need to get on on the front foot. It yeah. has to happen. If if we if we lose the first game, we're I think we're sunk. I, I which is I mean, others stacked against it in, in the first place for losing the first game. But you know what I'm saying. I don't think we have the yeah. You know, we kind of talked about this already. We don't have the depth to make a comeback and win it all. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, this weekend, the State Sport Regional starting Friday at one o'clock when Texas Tech takes on Notre Dame. Um, I will be watching it for sure, uh, and I uh, hope you will be too. Right? We got to root on the Red Raiders. I'll be from, watching from in the afar. air. There you go. We got to root them on from afar. So, uh, for David Hughes, this is Albie Shore, and you've been listening to Tortillas and Takes podcast. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.